Amen. I'm so grateful for our wonderful church community that continues to work together and move forward together for the glory of God and to bless one another, especially in this unique time. One fun thing that you'll notice for this Sunday and next is that in different parts of our service, we're actually using portions from previous services as well because they continue to be relevant and a blessing today. So if I'm wearing a different t-shirt and some of the different uh, scenarios, it's not that I'm just uh, sharing my entire church shirt wardrobe with you, but it's that we're actually mixing and matching from different footage that we've had over the past couple of months. And I'm grateful that we have the ability to do that as a media team. So I'm so grateful for our Imago media team and worship team that continues to work together to be able to continue to share quality worship experiences every single week together. Now we're going to move forward in our time of worship by opening up the Word of God. And today we're going to continue our summer series in the book of Psalms in a series that we're calling Psalms of Disorientation. This has been a bit of an imago tradition where every summer we take time to go beyond simply listening to and responding to the Word of God, but together as a community we engage and go deeper with the Word of God. We sharpen one another as a church community as we dive deep into the Scriptures. And in just a moment, I'm going to share just a little bit of a recap of what we've been talking about the past couple of weeks. And then we're going to read Psalm 23 together and meditate and reflect on it together as a community. Why we've been doing that these past few weeks is because we have been reminded that we can do this. We are all called to draw near to God as he draws near to us. We can do this. You and I are called into a closeness and an intimacy with Christ. We can draw near to God through His Word. We can meditate on the Word of God and sharpen one another, encourage each other, and build each other up. That's part of the DNA here at Imago Church. And then after we take time to reflect on the Scripture together, then we we ta- we've been doing in this series, we've had an opportunity to hear a special, either a special song or a special poem, and um, we simply receive it as a part of what God is, uh, sh- part of the message that God is sharing with us today. And then we have an opportunity to also hear from different voices in our community, and we'll be doing the same thing today as well, to just hear different reflections from different voices from those in our congregation. So let's go ahead and take a moment to pray together so that God can be the one to focus our thinking in this time. Let's pray. Oh God, by the power of your word, Lord, you have the power to illuminate and to make us new. So we pray today that you would shine your light on us, and we pray today, God Almighty, that you would do something new. Would you give us renewed lives by renewing our minds? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The Psalms invite us 
to meditate. And as we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, the Psalms are, are, are inviting us to meditate. And meditation simply means focused thinking. The Psalms call us to refocused thinking because refocused thinking leads to renewed living. And then renewed living leads to transformation. And transformation is the goal and really the end in mind of being a follower of Jesus. That's who we are. We're followers of Jesus. We're not just uh, you folks with a certain title or a certain context or a certain religious view, but we are followers and disciples of the living Lord Jesus Christ. That as we draw near to him, he grows us and he matures us spiritually so that we could live out our purpose in reflecting the image of Christ. We can reflect the image of Christ in our lives. We can reflect the image of Christ in our words. And yes, we can reflect the image of Christ in our actions. That's part of what the Psalms are about. The Psalms invite invite us to reflection and action. To sing the Psalms, to pray the Psalms, and to live the Psalms. To live with a closeness to God to live with a trust in God, with a no matter what kind of trust in a God who will never let go of us. So as we sing, as we pray, and as we live the Psalms, we actually connect with the heart and the mind of God. Again, that's the end goal of the Psalms, and really that points us to the end goal of the Bible The Bible is not just written for information and not just inspiration, but the purpose of the Bible is closeness to God. Connection with the living Lord. Intimacy and going deeper with the living God. That's what leads to transformation. We can't settle for anything less than that. In a moment, we're about to read Psalm 23 together. But before we do that, we're going to finish the introduction video that we started last week on the book of Psalms. So let's go ahead and take a moment, take out your notes, and jot down some of this context on the book of Psalms and understand a bit more of the world and the, and, and the meaning behind the Psalms. Let's check out this brief video and then we'll all come back together. books have been designed as well around these two ideas. So for example, book one has right at the center a collection of poems, Psalms 15 through 24, that opens and closes with a call to covenant faithfulness. And then, Psalm 16 to 18, we find a depiction of David as a model of this kind of faithfulness. So he calls out to God to deliver him, and God elevates him as king. Now in the corresponding set of poems, Psalms 20 to 23, the David of the past has become an image of the messianic king of the future, who will also call out to God, he will be delivered, and then given a kingdom over the nations. And then right at the center of this collection is a poem, Psalm 19, dedicated to praising God for the Torah. So here we go. The two themes from Psalms 1 and 2 are bound together tightly here. 
Book two opens with two poems that are united in their hope for a future return to the temple in Zion. And this is an image closely associated with the hope of the Messianic kingdom. Then book two closes with a poem that depicts the future reign of the Messianic king over all of the nation. This poem's really amazing because it echoes all these other passages from the prophets about the Messianic kingdom. And it concludes by saying that this king's reign will bring about the fulfillment of God's ancient promise to Abraham to bring God's blessing to all of the nations. Book three also concludes with a poem reflecting on God's promise to David, but this time in light of Israel's exile. So the poet remembers how God said he would never abandon the line of David, but now he's looking at Israel's rebellion and its result and destruction and exile and the downfall of the line of David. And so the poet ends by asking God to never forget his promise to David. Book four is designed to respond to this crisis of exile. So the opening poem returns us back to Israel's with a prayer of Moses. And he does what he did on Mount Sinai after the golden calf incident, which is to call upon God to show mercy. The center of book four is dominated by a group of poems that announce that the Lord, the God of Israel, reigns as the true king of the world, and that all creation, trees, mountains, rivers, are all summoned to celebrate that future day when God will bring his justice and kingdom over all the world. so amazing to see just how wide and how deep the world of the Psalms is and how we're able to really see the entire story of the Bible at the heart of the Bible in the book of Psalms. And today we're actually going to read one of the most famous Psalms ever. It's Psalm 23. We actually heard last week Sister Sandra give a little bit of a her, her reflection on it. And as a church community, we're grateful that she started that trend. And now we're going to reflect on this psalm together this morning. So you can go ahead and open up your Bibles to Psalm 23 and look to your screens and follow along as we read together from the Word of God. Psalm 23, verses 1 to 6. This is a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, the Psalms are not the kind of book that you just pick up once and then put it down and never open it up again. They're not just a one-time read, but the Psalms are actually designed for a lifetime of reading. 
and a lifetime of rereading and re re rereading. That's the way in which these psalms are written. They're written for reflection, for closeness, for focused thinking, for refocused thinking, to draw near to God. The psalms are prayers, and these prayers are meant to even become our own prayers that we can pray out and cry out to God. The psalms are poems, and the psalms are also praises and songs of worship, even in the hardest times, even in uncertain times, even in times of disorientation, like this season that we're going through. The psalms are made and written and are for people like you and me. People that are learning to live by God's wisdom and God's ways, seeking God's justice, seeking God's mercy in the reality of the world that we live in here and now. Just as we've been reflecting on this season of disorientation, in those times, and I know many of us have experienced those times this week, those times where we simply have no words, those times where maybe we only have heavy hearts or sorrow or sadness, those times where we only have anxiety and confusion or unanswered questions, we have the Psalms. We have a way to draw near to God. When we read the Psalms, this is God saying to us in those moments where we feel isolated, where we feel alone, where we feel unworthy, unloved, whatever it may be. This is God saying, I understand. I hear you. I see you. I am with you. I will never let you go. Those are the promises that we find over and over in the scriptures and specifically in the Psalms. We can pray these beautiful Psalms and we can live them. Yes, the Psalms call us to both reflect and the Psalms call us to action. To pray the Psalms and to live the Psalms. Again, in those times of our lives, which I know many of us are experiencing right now, those times where we just don't have answers, those times where we're speechless, the Psalms give us words for how to pray and how to enter into God's presence. Even in those moments where we just feel like we don't know how, the Psalms remind us that there's more to reality than just our feeling. There is God's presence. There is God's saving arm that is constantly reaching out toward us. Even when we don't feel it, even when we don't see it. The Psalms remind us that he is at work and that he is faithful. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that we worship. The Psalms are God's songbooks, so they are in fact the original praise songs for the people of God. And they are the original prayer book for God's people. If you are seeking after God, how to draw close to God, even in this strange season, 
the Psalms give us a pathway. As we talked about last week, when life feels like it's all closing in on us, when people, when circumstances, when reality that seems completely out of our control, when all of that comes pressing down on us and feels like it's a mountain down in our shoulders, may we press on, holding on to these words of life, to these precious psalms. May they be so drenched in us, in our DNA, in our person, in our minds, in our hearts, that the psalms, as we said last week, that the psalms become what we bleed. When life hits, we can respond. Not just our own words, but when life hits, we can respond and say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. When we're speechless, the Psalms give us words, words of strength, words of praise, words of confidence. Not confidence in ourselves, but confidence in a God who is forever with us, who is for us, who will lead us, who will make a way even when it seems like there is no way. The Psalms are God's heart. The Psalms are at the heart of the Bible. And I love how, as we've said, in the Psalms, we can see every single experience and human emotion displayed there in those 150 chapters. Even in this time of disorientation, of quarantine, isolation, we can make that commitment to read a Psalm a day to draw close to the heart of God, to the mind of God, through the Psalms. The Psalms and this particular Psalm 23 have actually inspired so many different artists, thousands of songs, thousands of poems over the years. And in fact, even contemporary poets, poets and contemporary musicians one of my favorite contemporary mu uh, musicians is actually a, a poet and artist by the name of Adria Sada, and she actually wrote a song entitled I Shall Not Want, which was inspired by Psalm 23, which says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And listen to these powerful lyrics from her song, I Shall Not Want. From the love of my own comfort, from the fear of having nothing, from a life of worldly passions, deliver me, O oh God, deliver me. From the need to be understood and from a need to be accepted. From the fear of being lonely, deliver me. Oh God, deliver me, and I shall not want. 
No, Lord, I shall not want. When I taste your goodness, I shall not want. Lord, from the fear of serving others, oh, and from the fear of death or trial, and from the fear of humility, deliver me, O Lord, deliver me, and I shall not want. No, I shall not want. When I taste your goodness, Lord, I shall not want. How can we apply that psalm, that word, that phrase to our lives today? Deliver me, O Lord. I shall not want. I shall not be in want. Because you satisfy. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my needs. We shall not want. Psalm 23 has inspired, as I mentioned, thousands and thousands of poems and songs. I've shared with the congregation before that one of my favorite forms of worship is actually the old school gospel music and African-American spirituals. And one of the most famous African-American spirituals, an old school gospel song, by the way, which all American worship really finds its roots in these genres, one of the most famous African-American spirituals is a song that's also inspired by Psalm 23 with the image of Jesus being our shepherd. Remember, Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me into green pastures. And this very famous uh, gospel song is actually entitled, Jesus Leads Me all the way. Jesus leads us all the way as our shepherd, as our guide that goes before us to guide us, as our protector behind us, and as the friend that accompanies us every single step of the way in a journey that may seem long, in a journey that may seem unsure of when it'll be done. He is our shepherd. Jesus leads us all the way. The scriptures remind us of the importance of drawing near to God through the Psalms and of being able to inspire and encourage and carry and build one another up through the Psalms as well. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19, remind us of this. The Apostle Paul, this is in the New Testament, saying to us, speak to one another with psalms, with hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Together, we are learning to sing from our hearts up to the Lord. We are learning to have our lives be sacrifices, living sacrifices up to the Lord. Together we're learning to sing the Psalms, to pray the Psalms, and to live the Psalms. We're living this constant call of closeness to God. 
of drawing near to God as he draws near to us. And one of the most beautiful and profound ways to be able to draw near to God is by focusing in on his word, by meditating on his word. And there's actually an ancient form of reflecting on God's word. And you can do this in your own devotional time every morning. Just write down some of these key questions. And it's an ancient form of, of, uh, of actually Bible study and of reflecting on God's word. And it's, it's called Lectio Divina. That's a Latin phrase, just like imago is a Latin phrase that means image in English. Uh, Lectio Divina simply means the holy word, getting into God's holy word. And there's really five steps in this Bible study method called Lectio Divina that allows us to draw closer to God as we open up the scriptures. And I want to encourage you to write these down in your journal, in your phone, wherever it is that you do your own devotional. But the Lectio Divina really takes us through five steps of drawing close to God through God's word. And the very first step is actually through reflection. And in that step of reflection, we ask ourselves, what does this scripture say that everyone should understand? And then the second step after reflection is meditation. And meditation asks the question, what does this scripture say to me today and to my life? And then the third step is response. Or we ask ourselves, what can I say to the Lord in response to his word? Then step four is transformation. Transformation is when we ask ourselves, what change of the mind, of the heart, or of my life is the Lord asking of me through this word? And then the fifth step is fruit, where we ask ourselves, how may my life be a blessing to God and to others through this word? So we're going to take an opportunity to actually do this, to focus our thinking so that God can refocus our lives. And together as a church community, we're actually going to read out loud Psalm 23, beginning at verse 1 all the way to verse 6. And you could read along with me out loud, right at home, with your family, with your friends, with who you may be around today. Psalm 23, beginning at verse 1. So let's read together as a church community from Psalm 23, beginning at verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life. 
and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. I'm going to invite us now to take time to simply journal. We're going to take the next few minutes to do this together as a community. And up on the screen, you'll see the three, the three questions that you can discuss at home or that you can write down and respond to in your journal or in your app or whatever it is that you have to write with here. But we're going to actually practice this exercise of going deeper, of drawing closer to the heart of the Lord through the Psalms. So we've just read Psalm 23, and you can open it up for yourself once again. But we're going to answer these three questions in these next three minutes together. We're going to reflect, we're going to meditate, and respond. With that first part reflecting, what does this scripture say that everyone should understand? And the next step meditating, what does the scripture say to me today and to my life? And finally, response. What can I say to the Lord in response to his word? So right where you are, let's just take these next few minutes to focus our thinking on the word of God. Amen. We've been having opportunities through this series to be able to hear from different voices in our community and to also hear a special. And today we're going to have the opportunity to do the same thing. Our uh, brother Ruben Madrid, he's actually uh, been a part of the Imago family since the very beginning and has served in uh, in our church for quite some time now and we're really grateful for him so he's going to share a psalm reflection to us from psalm 90 and then immediately following that we're going to be hearing a special from our worship team let's receive from this reflection and from this song as you know imago family we've been studying the psalms and when Pastor Carlos asked me to go ahead and, and, uh, and uh, pick a, a, a psalm that's worked for me a lot, it, it was pretty hard because we've, the psalms have been 
a lot of strength for me in, the, in, in, this, in this year. So um, I kind of asked Elizabeth which one she, she liked and, and uh, she helped me out uh, picking one because we, we have been working an awful lot lately and this one just made a lot of sense to us. And uh, it's uh, Psalms 90, 17, and it goes like this. It says, may the favor of the Lord God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. And uh, what that means to me is that uh, we're wanting God to be in everything we do. And right now, because we're working a lot, we want God to be there with us. Uh, we're really enjoying our work, and uh, we're having a really good time with what we're doing. And, and uh, you know, Elizabeth's working a lot, a lot of t- uh, also. So things right now are, 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 are going good for us, and we know that it's not us. We know it's all God, and we want uh, to just be reminded all the time that, that God's doing it for us, and we want to thank Him for just being uh, there for us and just, just being in putting what he wants us to do in our hearts. Uh, so uh, we, we want to give him thanks for, for just being so good to us and, and, uh, and blessing our work and, uh, and uh, just, just uh, having him lead us in, in everything we do. That's what we're asking from our God, to, to just lead us in, in, in everything we do as, as we work. So we want him to bless us in our, in our work and our works as we do stuff for for feeding our family and taking care of our jobs and also as we do stuff for the for the church uh, just be there for us on everything and just put it all in our heart all coming from him and um, so I'd like to pray on that right now dear Jesus we thank you Lord we thank you for being such a good God to us and and giving us a reason to live our, our main reason to live is you dear Jesus um, we, we look forward to the day that we, we can be there with you forever. And while we're in this earth, dear Lord, you, you take care of us here too. Um, give us a purpose. Give us uh, our jobs to take care of us. Give us uh, people that we can love and take care of. And uh, just, just establish what we're going to be doing in this, in this world, dear Lord, as we, as we wait to, to be with you forever. Um, keep us... Uh, Keep beautiful thoughts in our head. Keep us loving each other. We love you, Lord. And, and we know that uh, we ask this because uh, we, if we ask this of you, you you'll, you'll take care of us and you'll bless us. And in your beautiful name we pray. Amen. Make his face.
Incredible to see the Psalms still alive and active today through our worship, through our reflections, through God's living word. The Psalms are prayers, and through the month of July, we're going to keep going in this series, and we're going to just hold on to the God who will never let go of us. It's one of the continued themes in the precious Psalms. Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you that even when it seems like everything is falling apart, Lord God, you sustain us. You are our shepherd that guides us, Lord. So we shall not be in want, Lord. Because when we taste you, Lord, and your goodness, when we trust in you, Lord, even in what seems so challenging, God, that's where strength, that's where character, that's where resilience builds, God. And Lord, I just pray, God, that we may be able to hold on to your reality that says, surely goodness and mercy and love, your love will follow us all the days of our lives and those who trust in you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. God, would you receive this praise, these prayers. We've been able, Lord, to be nourished by your word, by this ancient word, God, that has nourished and blessed and ministered to millions and millions over history, Lord. We've been refreshed through your living water. As we continue in worship and lift up praises to you, Lord, may we experience your power, your strength, and your presence, because it's all for your glory. It's in the faithful name of Jesus that we pray. 